Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'd rather see you shaking hands with one another than throwing songbooks at each other. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you say, surely not. Hey, listen, you'd be surprised what will happen in a Baptist church. Amen. Most time it's not got anything to do with the Bible, but it's about something trivial, like whether we need to put another trash can in the bathroom or, uh, amen, whether or not we need to, to change colors in the carpet. Amen. You know, what, what upsets you or what gets you stirred up uh, has a lot to say about your spirituality. And boy, I've seen it in 16 years, uh, Pastor, and people get all fired up about trivial matters, you know, amen, uh, uh, amen. And I could tell you some stories, but I won't, uh, amen, I want to stay in, in the right frame of mind tonight, not get in the flesh. But listen, what we need to get fired up is, is, is about uh, souls, people that are lost, the condition of our community and our nation. And uh, amen, if we get as, if, if we get as um, zealous, become as zealous concerning uh, spiritual things as we do some of these other trivial matters, it's, it's no telling what the Lord would do, amen. And uh, amen, I tell you, I believe it just uh, breaks God's heart to see uh, how that uh, His people are so guilty of misprioritizing things amen keeping the main thing the main thing the main things jesus christ the word of god and the souls of men if we keep those three things in focus then a lot of these other things wouldn't matter nearly as much to us as what they do that being said i'm going to try to to to, to be quick tonight i'm sure you all believe that right but uh, do my best because after the service we're going to do our best uh, to have a quick meeting to uh, try to get a plan together about outreach. And uh, again, the longer we put this off and the more we talk about it, uh, that, uh, that's great, that's good to talk about it, but we've got we to gotta, uh, uh, put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. And I don't necessarily like that analogy, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, not talk the talk, but walk the walk. So we'll meet just for a few minutes tonight after services and uh, try to get you out of here as quick as possible. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you will, tonight to Jeremiah, chapter number 41. Jeremiah 41. While you're turning, anybody have anything on their heart tonight they'd like to share before we preach? <clears throat> God's good, isn't he, church? Amen. Me too, William. Amen. This, the, the schmoes, y'all know what a schmo is, right? Sunday morning only. Amen. They must be more spiritual than I am because I need all of God's house that I can get. Amen. Uh, once a week or once a month or showing up during the holidays, that just don't cut it for me. I need to be in God's house uh, every opportunity I get. Uh, amen. Because, uh, uh, listen, when you... When you when, you, uh, when your gas tank gets on empty, the lower it gets, sooner or later it's going to stop. Amen. You've got to get refilled and refueled. Uh, of course, uh, we do that at home through our Bible studies. But still, we need the house of God. We need the people of God. We need the Word of God. Uh, so I'm thankful. God know what, knew what He was doing when He uh, designed the local church. You know, this crowd that says, I love Jesus, but I don't like the church. Uh, amen. They they are clueless. That is the most ignorant statement 
that a person could make because Christ and his church are inseparable. Amen. You, it's like, uh, well, I won't even try to find an analogy because it's hard to find one. Uh, amen. Uh, Jesus is all about the church, and the church is all about Jesus. And if the church is about anything besides Jesus, it's not a church. Amen. There's a lot of things that, you know, and it's not, oh my goodness, I, I just get started. But uh, it's not a coincidence that a lot of these places today want to change their name uh, and want to call themselves anything and everything besides a church. I say thank you because, uh, amen, uh, uh, you'd be doing a disservice. And it'd be a disgrace for you to uh, identify all the, the mess and the crock, uh, amen, and the folly that's going on in these places, these worship centers, and amen, these uh, whatever you want to call them, amen, uh, amen. Don't, don't, you, don't you put uh, God's stamp on what you're doing, amen. Praise God, boy, I can start preaching, ain't even got to the text yet, hallelujah. I'm thankful for the church, aren't you? Amen. And that is the biggest red flag of any so-called ministry or any so-called preacher. When he starts throwing off uh, on the, uh, the assembly that Christ died for, you ought to mark him and avoid him like, a, like you would a rattlesnake. Hallelujah. He ain't no good. Yep. All right. Jeremiah 41. Jeremiah chapter number 41 tonight. Uh, if, you, if you found your place, say amen. As we continue to draw closer and closer to finishing up our study of the book of Jeremiah, uh, it amazes me that we have, uh, we've come this close to, to being finished. And we're not done yet, but Lord willing, we'll be able to say we've come. And that's, a, that's an accomplishment, I'll tell you. These prophetic books of study, they're not easy. Uh, whether they be the major prophets or the minor prophets, uh, they require a lot of study. But uh, I tell you, I've, I've been helped by this. Uh, you may not have been, and uh, amen. Uh, a lot of people say, that's gloom and doom preaching. Uh, well, uh, what it is, it's real. It's just calling it like it is. And uh, amen, you know, we don't need to ignore things. And we don't need to uh, sugarcoat the truth, amen. The truth's the truth. And uh, just as things were in Jeremiah's day, so also uh, there are a lot of similarities to the way things are in our day also. Verse number 1, Jeremiah chapter number 41, the Bible says, Now it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael, uh, the son of Nathaniah, the son of Elishama, of the seed royal, that means he was a son of David, uh, not a, necessarily, a, but he was of the lineage of, of David, uh, that means that that uh, he might have thought of himself as being an heir to the throne, and the princes of the king, even ten men with him, came unto Gedaliah the son of uh, Ahikam uh, to Mizpah, and there they did eat bread together in Mizpah. Now I want you to pay special notice to the names of these places, especially in the Old Testament. The names uh, are symbolic. Uh, whether it be the names of people, but especially the names of certain places. Uh, then arose Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and the ten men that were with him, and smote Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, with the sword, and slew him, whom the king of Babylon had made governor of the land. 
Ishmael also slew all the Jews that were with him, even with Gedaliah at Mizpah, and the Chaldeans that were found there, and the men of war. Now, again, um, this fella uh, that we're going to look at here in a little while, uh, I'm trying to find him. What is his name? Uh, well, we'll just get to it because I'm struggling here. Johanan. Uh, I knew I was about to say Joanna, but that's not it. Johanan. Uh, Johanan had tried his best to warn Gedaliah in the previous chapter that uh, Ishmael was a snake in the grass, so to speak. But Gedaliah didn't listen, and as a result, he lost his life. Uh, and it came to pass the second day after he had slain Gedaliah, and no man knew it, that there came certain from Shechem, from Shiloh, and from Samaria, even fourscore men having their beard shaven and their clothes rent, and having cut themselves with offerings and incense in their hand to bring them to the house of the Lord. And Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, went forth from Mizpah to meet them, weeping all along as he went. Boy, he knew how to, uh, how to play the part, didn't he? And it came to pass as he met them, he said unto them, Come to get Eliah, the son of Ahikam. And it was so that when they came into the midst of the city, that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, slew them, and cast them into the midst of the pit, he and the men that were with him. But ten men were found among them that said unto Ishmael, Slay us not, for we have treasures in the field of wheat, and of barley, and of oil, and of honey. So he forbare and slew them not amongst their brethren. Now the pit wherein Ishmael had cast all the dead bodies of the men whom he had slain because of Gedaliah was it which Asa the king had made for fear of Basha, king of Israel. And Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, filled it with them that were slain. Then Ishmael carried away captive all the residue of the people that were in Mizpah, even the king's daughter, and all the people that remained in Mizpah, whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had committed to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam. And Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, carried them away captive and departed to go over to the Ammonites. But when Johanan, the son of Kareah, and all the captains of the forces that were with him heard of all the evil that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, had done, then they took all the men and went to fight with Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and found him by the great waters that are in Gibeon. Now it came to pass that when all the people which were with Ishmael saw Johanan, the son of Kareah, and all the captains of the forces that were with him, then they were glad. So all the people that Ishmael had carried away captive from Mizpah cast about and returned and went unto Johanan, the son of Kareah. But Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, he escaped from Johanan with eight men, and they went to the Ammonites. And then took Johanan, the son of Kareah, and all the captains of the forces that were with him, all the remnant of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, from Mizpah, after that he had slain Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, even mighty men of war, and the women and the children of the eunuchs whom he had brought again from Gibeon. And they departed and dwelt in the habitation of Chimham, which is by Bethlehem, to go to enter into Egypt, because of the Chaldeans, for they were afraid of them, because Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, 
had slain Gedaliah the son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon made governor in the land. With the Lord's help tonight, I want to preach on this idea of the ministry of intervention. The ministry of intervention. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, tonight for this privilege we have to gather in your house with your people. Thank you, Father, for, for the fellowship. Thank you, Lord, for the offerings uh, of our prayers, Lord. Uh, uh, again, our, our petitions that we, that we offer up under the throne of God that they might be a sweet-smelling savor in thy sight. Lord, I just pray tonight that you just help our hearts for just a few moments to be tuned in, not to all the uh, goings-on and the affairs that are taking place in this world, but God, help us, Lord, to concentrate for a while on uh, the, the, the milk and honey, God, that comes from the Word of God. Lord, that, that sweet manna, uh, God, that's found within Your precious Word. God, help us tonight to receive Your truth, to accept it, Lord, that we'd allow it to nourish our soul. Uh, God, that we would, uh, uh, Lord, that we'd be healthy, spiritually healthy, God, because we are, uh, Lord, privileged to partake, Lord, uh, of the fresh bread of Scripture. Lord, I love you tonight, and I pray that you'd honor your word and exalt your son by way of your humble servant, moving our midst, working our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people said, Amen. So, um, again, here in chapter number 41, uh, again, the Babylonian invasion uh, has been completed. The captivity has taken place. Uh, Jerusalem had been burned with fire. The walls had uh, been broken down and the temple had been destroyed. But yet there was still a remnant. And God had providentially allowed Jeremiah the prophet uh, to be a part of that remnant. Uh, and again, last week we talked about how in my opinion, difficult of a decision that had to be for him uh, to choose to stay in and amongst his people. Uh, he chose faithfulness in over convenience. And, and, and boy, especially during hard times, uh, amen, during times of discouragement and what we might even uh, think to be times of defeat, a lot of times it's hard to choose faithfulness over convenience, amen, and comfortability. Uh, but Jeremiah chose to be faithful and I believe he ended up better off because of it. And I believe we will be too. Uh, somebody help me preach tonight. Uh, but again, tonight we see, of course, last week at the end of the chapter, our study of chapter number 40, we find that uh, Johanan uh, had tried. He was one of the captains of, uh, you know, he was a military man, uh, seems to be as we study our text. And uh, he, he, he tried to warn Gedaliah the man who had been left in charge, uh, the governor uh, of the remnant. Uh, again, Gedaliah seemed to be a, a, a good man, a man who really had a desire to do right. Uh, but, you know, he was a naive person. He didn't have a lot of discernment, didn't have a lot of, of wisdom. He was overly trusting. Uh, amen. He, I'm afraid he was more focused uh, on the numbers. Amen. The quantity rather than the quality. Amen. And he, he invited, he welcomed Ishmael, uh, a remnant. Uh, again, Ishmael was of the, the lineage of David. Um, boy, I tell you, his name alone ought to, that name alone ought to raise some red flags. But again, he welcomed uh, Ishmael. And remember, I want to tell you, the devil, he is, a, he, uh, he is, a, he is uh, in the business of infiltration. 
Amen. He wants to enter in subtly uh, into the camp, so to speak. And we've got to be on guard. We've got to uh, be sober and, and vigilant, knowing that the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And he's not going to play fair. Uh, uh, amen. He'll stab you in the back uh, before you know what's happened. Uh, so we've got to be vigilant. We've got to be on the lookout for Satan. And we can't, uh, amen, we've got to realize that, that not everything that glitters is gold. So uh, here we see uh, Ishmael doing just exactly what Johanan had warned Gedaliah uh, would take place. Verse number 1, there's a communion. Now it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, the son of Elishama, of the seed royal, uh, and the princes of the king, even ten men with him, came unto Gedaliah, the son of of Ahikam to Mizpah, and there they did eat bread together in Mizpah. Brother, can I tell you, you need to be careful who you eat bread with. Uh, you need to be careful who you fellowship with. Uh, amen. You need to be careful who you let be a part of your circle. Uh, amen. Uh, you you, you, you got to be careful about being overly trusting in our world today because not everybody is for you. Not everybody is on your side. Not everybody wants to see you succeed and prosper, amen. And the devil wants to sow some tares in and amongst the wheat, and he wants to, to sow some, uh, amen, he wants to plant some, uh, some wolves and some goats in and amongst the sheep. Cultivate. Do you know your success? And you've heard this, uh, you know, heard me say it, but I'm going to continue to say it because we all need to hear it. A lot of times our success has everything to do with our environment. We've got to cultivate a successful environment. A lot of times, defeat or, uh, amen, success or failure, victory or defeat is determined before the battle ever starts. Amen, because of, 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 your, of, of the kind of environment that you cultivate, who you allow to be a part of your circle, who you choose to hang around with, Amen. Who you choose to buddy and pal and rub elbows and, and shoulders with. Amen. And I, I, you know, I went to public high school, went to Greenville High School. Of course, it's a lot different back then than it is now. But, but yet, you know, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of temptations there. And a lot of, you know, a lot of good, good people went in and came out bad. But, you know, I was fortunate and I was blessed uh, amen. To come out of high school fairly unscathed and and, and maintained uh, for the most part, uh, uh, amen. My integrity and 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 and, and wasn't affected by some of the, the things that that my peers and my friends. Why? Because hey, the Lord put a, a a solid group group of friends in my life. Amen. Good Christian people, and I believe that was because of the prayers of my mom and dad. You know. Uh, amen. And, and parents, we need to pray that pray for our children that God would cultivate uh, an environment of success so they'll thrive during their teenage years. Amen. Uh, amen. But I'm telling you, uh, whether it be as not just the young people, but, uh, but as adults, uh, you know, we're not nearly as strong as we think we are. And we're vulnerable. And, and, and most of us, amen, we're, we're easily influenced. And we'll be drawn away by, uh, by our environment if it's the wrong kind of people. Listen, friend, uh, if somebody you trust gives you a red flag warning about another person, you ought not just ignore it or pass it off. 
Now that doesn't mean that, uh, listen, uh, you know, uh, we don't need to write somebody off just because of what somebody else tells us about that person. That's where wisdom and discernment comes. Amen. You know, as a pastor, you know, I've had to learn that a long time ago. Don't, I, don't, I don't believe. I don't make an assumption about a person just because of what somebody tells me about them. Because a lot of times there's three sides to every story. There's he said, she said, and then there's the truth. Amen? Uh, so again, uh, you know, a lot of times somebody will come to us and they'll paint a picture of somebody else in our minds. And, and we don't need to just believe what somebody tells us because a lot of times, you, you know, that person, uh, amen, just wants to, wants to, they have a beef with that person and they want to bring them down and, and paint a, an ugly picture in their mind. That being said, friend, uh, amen, put it, put, it, put it in the file somewhere. Amen. Where there is smoke, sometimes there will often be fire. And not everybody has your best interest at heart or in mind. And can I say this tonight? Not everybody that comes into this church has the, the best interest of this church in mind. And if we're not careful as a congregation, we'll be guilty uh, amen. Just uh, now, now, I'm not saying we ought not welcome. Uh, you know, everybody that walks through those doors ought to feel welcome. But that doesn't mean we have to embrace them. That doesn't mean we have to trust them. And that doesn't mean we, amen. You say, well, preacher, we're desperate. Amen. No, friend. We got to trust God to build this church. We got to trust God to grow this church. We got to trust the Lord through to bless our obedience. And if we're obedient, God will put here who He wants to be here. Years ago, as a very young pastor, uh, somebody uh, you know came to the church, and uh, of course I knew them very well. And they asked me, they said, you know, preacher, what do you think about us coming back? Uh, and I just, I, and, and I didn't, I didn't mean it trivially or 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 like it didn't matter to me because it did I, i'd love to see them uh, amen come to the church but they said what do you think about that i said well i just want you to be where god wants you to be amen isn't that isn't that right uh amen I, th listen they may be a good person but if god doesn't want them to be they'll do more harm than they will get good outside the will of god uh, amen boy i'm uh, amen am i i'm, I'm right on listen we get in trouble, spiritually speaking, whether it be as individuals or as a church congregation, by trying to manipulate God's will. Amen? By trying to influence, uh, you know, a person. Well, should, you know, why don't you, amen, sometimes that happens. You know, you got church hoppers. Amen? And, and, and you know, there's a lot of men, boy, how did I get off on this? I'm trying to mind the Lord. And I, you know, a lot of churches, uh, uh, they, they make their living off of, uh, uh, off of other churches' members. Uh, that ain't the way to grow a church. Uh, amen? Uh, you know the best way for us to, to grow this church? To evangelize. Amen? We don't need somebody else's leftovers. Now, now listen, I'm not saying if God, listen, if God brings them here, that's one thing. But I don't have to, to, to be aggressive, uh, amen, or, or to what is the word proselytizing or proselyting? Uh, and, uh, no, my friend. Amen, let God build His church. And we don't, need we don't need leftovers, we need fresh blood. 
That's good preaching. Amen. There's a rebellion. Verse number 2. I ain't quite finished with that yet. Then arose Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and the ten men that were with him, and smote Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, with the sword, and slew him, whom the king of Babylon had made governor over the land. Ishmael rebelled. He rose up against and slew Gedaliah because he was of David's lineage, and he was in cahoots with the Ammonites who wanted the remnant of Judah to join them and rise up against Nebuchadnezzar. God had already revealed His will to the remnant by way of the word of Jeremiah uh, when He said, Amen, you, you know, this is, this, is, uh, this is chastisement, this captivity, the bondage. Amen. It's according to the will of God for you to submit yourselves under the authority of Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. But, uh, but uh, amen, the Ammonites, uh, they sent Ishmael, amen, uh, uh, into the remnant within the confines of the remnant because they wanted to, uh, amen, they wanted to rally uh, against Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, amen. And they wanted to try to rise up against him. But that wasn't, that wasn't the will of God. Ishmael rebelled. Listen, Ishmael was Jewish by nature, but he was Arab at heart. Amen? And God gave a red flag by way of His name. Uh, but we, listen, huh, here we go. And I'm not saying this person had a wise man. By the way, of Brother James Barnes that told me very early on in my ministry, he said, we don't want just anybody coming to our church. Now that sounds harsh, harsh, doesn't it? But he was making that statement out of wisdom, out of many years of discernment. Uh, and I didn't this. I said, well, well, I don't know if I agree with that. But that was as a young man now. Uh, I say, that fellow knew what he was talking about. Hallelujah. Some people will do more harm than they will good. I'd rather, listen to me tonight, church, I'd rather have a few who are united together than a multitude who are divided against each other. Sometimes God, amen, and, and I preached this message just before all hell broke loose here at the church and from the pulpit to the pew, amen, if we'd all paid attention not to what the preacher was trying to say, but what God was trying to, tr to say, we'd have saved ourselves a lot of headache. Sometimes God thins the ranks. He sifts the wheat from the chaff and He tears down so He can build afresh and anew. Amen. 1 John 2.19 I'm trying to help you tonight. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now I understand. I believe that as much as anything. Uh, the the amen showing the that's a verse uh, that's a verse that that reveals the preservation and the perseverance of the saints. I, but we can make an application, amen. You know, if they're with you, they'll stay with you. Hallelujah. I, I'd rather have a purified church tonight than a packed out church. Amen. Nehemiah thirteen one thirteen. Uh, do you know there's such a, or excuse me, one through three, do you know there's such a thing the Bible refers to as a mixed multitude? God can't do very much with a mixed multitude. He needs purity. Hallelujah. On that day they read in the book of Moses in the audience of the people and therein was found written that the Ammonite, there it is, Ishmael, 
He was not an Ammonite, but the Ammonites would send him into the camp. And the Moabites should not come into the congregation of God forever, because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but hired Balaam against them, that he should not curse them. How be it our God turned the curse into a blessing. Now it came to pass when they heard the law that they separated from Israel, all the mixed multitude. You know, the Ammonite and the Moabite can be appealing, but we don't need them in God's house. You know what uh, what the Lord told, or what Joshua was, praise the Lord, I'm having me a time tonight. Uh, you know what the Lord's final warning was through, the, through Joshua and to the people just before he died? To cleanse the land. Amen. Get rid of the... Uh, the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Jebusites and the Cana. Well, that's harsh. No, uh, Joshua had enough discernment to realize that, that if God's people didn't stay pure, uh, amen, the mixed multitude would, uh, amen, would do more harm than they, they would good and lead God's people astray. There's a reason God's people said, or the Lord said, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Amen. There's too much of a mixed multitude going on in the house of God today. Uh, we've got too much of a mix. you know one thing? <laughs> you can't mix light and darkness, brother. Uh, amen. They can't, there's just some things that co- can't coexist uh, together, friend. And today we're trying to do something that is scientifically impossible, and that is to mix uh, light and darkness. Uh, you know what happens? Uh, darkness runs from the light. But darkness will smother out the light. And they cannot cohabit, co-intermingle, or coexist one with another. Either one will take, uh, amen, either one will, uh, amen, will take over the other, or the other will take over the other one. Right? Either light will, will expose darkness, or darkness will smother out the light. We got to stay pure, amen. We got to stay peculiar, amen. I let me say it one more time. I'd rather have a purified church than a packed out church any day of the week. You're, you'll never have a healthy church as long as there's a mixed multitude. I ain't talking about saved or lost. I'm just talking about about, about unity, a- amen. You know, I had to learn this lesson the hard way. You know, I, I used to be of the opinion, you know, amen, that, um, amen, that, uh, amen, let's just, uh, let's just put up with them and tolerate them. And I'm talking about of, of certain denominational influence. Let me just say of charismatic influence. Let's just put up with them and tolerate them. But you know what happened when I put up with them and I tolerated them? They influenced our church. And they led some of our young folk astray. Now that doesn't mean that they wasn't good people, but they were not of us. And because they were not of us, they did more harm than they did good. That's right. I'm I'm telling you, you'll never have a healthy church as long as there is a mixed multitude. You learn some things as you go along. That's right. Reprecation, Ishmael. Verse number 3 also slew all the Jews that were with him even with Gedaliah at Mizpah, and the Chaldeans that were found there, and the men of war, innocent people perished 
were affected and became victims because of Gedaliah's lack of wisdom, discernment, and na- na- uh, naivety. Amen. That's right. You know, one of the most needed attributes and characteristics uh, in our day, especially amongst leadership from the pulpit. And I want to remind you that any church is only as strong as its leadership. Amen? I am a firm believer that one of the reasons, let's just be real tonight, hallelujah, because you know that's the way I try to be anyway. One of the reasons that our churches went through some things is because of a lack of strong leadership. And I'm not just talking about leadership from the pulpit, amen. I'm talking about leadership, uh, amen, strong uh, deacons, amen, that, that help give wisdom to the pastor, amen, and, and help serve as sheepdogs to guard and to protect this congregation. That's right. You need to pray that God will give me discernment and wisdom. I need wisdom. I need discernment because I'm telling you, we live in a day uh, amen, because the devil is doing everything he can to infiltrate the house of God. That's right. And innocent people perished because of Gedaliah's, uh, amen, naivety. He didn't have discernment. That's right. Uh, there's a reservation, verse number 4. And it came to pass the second day after he had slain Gedaliah, and no man knew it. Here's my question, why did nobody know about it? Why didn't anybody know about it? Because nobody was willing to tell it, talk about it, or do anything about it. You know what is killing the church today? Passivity and neutrality. Trying to ride the fence and play the middle ground. Amen? Passivity will cause more problems than it will ever provide answers or solutions. You know what? I'd rather have more than I would anything Uh, And I know this ain't popular preaching, praise God. But listen, I'd rather know where somebody stands. Amen, at least I'd rather know uh, what they believe than for them to try to ride the fence and play the the middle ground. Do you know that right there is a red flag is neutrality. Somebody that says, well, I just want to remain neutral. Friend, in this world today, there ain't no such thing as neutrality, honey. Uh, Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. Amen. Black or white, amen. In or out. That's right. Light or darkness. Just let me know where you stand, honey. Passivity will cause more problems than it will ever provide answers or solutions. Well, I just don't want to get involved. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. Or it's none of my business. Friend, those are things. You know, we live in a day to where we need to make some things our business. We need to get involved, amen. And that is, that is the, the, the and, and I wish we could say that he finished right, but he didn't. But the one thing we can say about Johanan is that he was a man of intervention. Now we need some intercessors today, amen. But we need some interveners as well. Some people that aren't afraid uh, to, get, uh, to get their hands dirty. Some people that aren't afraid to get involved. That, that's, you know, that's killed the church. I've said it already tonight. But let me say it again. Passivity has killed the church of our, our day more than anything else. Amen. We need to be active. We need to be involved. 
Amen. You say, I just don't want to interfere. Bless God, it's time for God's people to interfere. It's time for God's people to stir the pot up. Amen. It's time, brother, if you ain't ruffling feathers in our day, then you ain't doing God's work. Hallelujah. Amen. One thing you got to say about Johanan, he wasn't a pacifist. He saw a situation, he said, I'm going to do something about it. Uh, amen. I almost thought he was the same fella, and he wasn't uh, Abedmelech. Uh, amen. That we studied about a couple of chapters uh, beforehand. Uh, amen. The Ethiopian. Uh, I thought they was, th- because they reminded, they resembled one another. Amen. Um, Abedmelech didn't just uh, sit around with his hands and under his high end, he said, listen, there's a problem. The man of God's in a pit and somebody's got to come to his rescue. We need those kind of people today. Amen. There's a victimization. Oh, shoot, y'all's preaching me to death on Wednesday night. That there came certain from Shechem, from Shiloh, and from Samaria, even four score men, having their beard shaven and their clothes rent, and having cut themselves with offerings and incense in their hand to bring them to the house of the Lord. And Ishmael the son of Nethaniah went forth from Mizpah to meet them weeping all along as he went. And it came to pass as he met them, he said unto them, Come to get Eliah the son of Ahikam. And it was so when they came into the midst of the city that Ishmael the son of Nethaniah slew them and cast them into the midst of the pit, he and the men that were with him. So again, there were, uh, amen, people. These were victims. These were, these were victim, victims of Gedaliah's, uh, amen, no. Yes, sir, these were victims of Gedaliah's naivety. Amen, because he, didn't use, because he didn't use wisdom and discernment, other people paid the price for it. Friend, did you know that other people will be affected by the action, the decisions that you make? You know, today we want to be like, uh, be like Cain when he said, Am I my brother's keeper? Just like a lot of these, amen, uh, so-called uh, athletes and, and prima donnas and, 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 and actors and actresses and musicians, amen, that live like the devil and like hell. And they say, well, I don't want to be a role model. Well, you can't help it, brother. You are one way or another. And friend, I'm telling you, one way or another, our lives are going to influence other people. And either you're going to be a negative influence or a positive influence. Amen? And it's important that we may... You say, well, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I'm just going to live the way I want to live. Well, friend, I'm telling you, the devil tempts me that way. And if you live long enough... He'll tempt you that way. But brother, you can't live that way. And, and that, that, that is a lie. You say, well, why can't I do what I want to do? And what I, why can't I uh, go where I want to go? And why can't I live the way I want to live? Because other people are going to be affected by the decisions that you and I make. And we need wisdom and discernment in our day to make sure we make the right choices because other people are being affected and influenced by the, the decisions we're making. Amen. Boy, I can tell the heat's on. Hallelujah. But we're so late, we'll just leave it on. Amen. I, 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 listen, you say, preacher, what's the best way to lose weight? Preach a little while. You'll, you'll sweat. 
Amen. You'll lose more fluid. Amen. Uh, praise God. Uh, if I'm dying, I ought to step on the scales after I preach and not after I eat. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. Motivation, verse number 8. Ten men were found among them that said unto Ishmael, Slay us not. For we have treasures in the field of wheat and of barley and of oil and of honey. So he forbear and slew them not amongst their brethren. What, what, caused, what caused this uh, scoundrel Ishmael to be willing to show compassion? Uh, amen. Uh, amen. Uh, when he saw that these innocent people had something to offer him. Uh, you know what? He, he was a bandwagon fellow, wasn't he? Some people want to jump on the bandwagon and be a part uh, to join in the success and to see what they can get out of it or what they can earn off of you. But then when you are no longer of any value to them, they don't want anything to do with you anymore. Do you know that's not the kind of folk we need at United Baptist Church? Uh, people that are on board uh, as long as we got a full house. We need people that are going to stick with us during hard times. That's right. Uh, Y'all ought to help me preach tonight. There's an identification. Preacher, we're pray, afraid the more we ag you on, the longer you're going to go. Verse number 9. Uh, now the pit wherein Ishmael had cast all the dead bodies of the men whom he had slain because of Gedaliah was it which Asa the king had made for fear of Basha, king of Israel, and Ishmael the son of Nethaniah filled it with them that were slain. Now, you got to study, you got to go back into the record of Chronicles and, and, and Kings to find that Asa, who was a good king, he was, a, he was one of the good rulers in over Judah. Once again, he didn't end right, he did, his life didn't end right either. But he did a lot of good things. Uh, amen. Uh, and, and, and he removed some idols in the land. He was even willing to stand against his own grandmother because of idolatry, and she, he removed her from out of a place of promise. Man, you've got to be a good, godly man to do something like that. Hallelujah. But Rama, all right, so again, Asa's enemy, he was uh, the king of Judah, and Basha was the king of Israel. And Basha came against Asa, and he established Rama, and the word Rama, that word means a place of of idolatry. It was high places that 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 uh, Amen. Basha established unto false gods. Well, you know what? Amen. They were high places. They were rocks that were used by Basha to build a fort to cut off supplies from entering into Judah and Jerusalem. You know what? Listen, you know what will uh, suck the life out of God's people and what will smother, amen, just like, you ha just like we have a noose around our neck to keep us from experiencing the blessing, amen, idols. So, amen, Asa removed the rocks, removed the, the idols. And you know what, they, what, what happens when you remove a rock out of its place? It creates a pit. Amen. And you know what, what ends up being in that pit? water amen when you remove the idols it'll create a pit and god will fill it up with spiritual water to supply our needs that's amen hallelujah i had to do a lot of digging to get that one 
Now, the names of these two pits, and you'd have to set them for yourself. The first one was Geba. And, amen, and the, the word Geba is the same for Gibeon. And again, I, it seems to me, and I didn't get to study this out, but it seems to me that Geba and Gibeon, they were either the same pit, amen, or, amen, they were two separate pits, but they saved the same purpose. There was a place that, that amen, once the idols were, were removed, God filled the pit with water. Amen. When we remove the idols out of our... You know, the devil thinks we need a high place. But what we need is a pit. And God will take the pit and turn it into a place of provision where He'll fill it up with water. Geba was a pit. And that, the word Geba means a pit designed to hold water. It used to be a high place. It used to be a rock. But the rock was removed and God turned it into a pit of water. Yeah, man. Well, then the other place that God took... Again, Rama, which was the high place. When Asa, you know, removed Rama, removed the fortification, removed the high place, removed the rock, and turned it into a pit, the first one, amen, was uh, the pit of Geba. The second one was Mizpah. And Mizpah, the word Mizpah means a fort to ward off the enemy. Isn't that great? Now, Ishmael took a place Asa, listen to me tonight, church, that Asa had dedicated unto the Lord as a place of provision, refreshment, and protection, and he defiled it with the dead bodies he had slain. Isn't that what the devil's done? Amen. The, the, amen. the places that used to be idols, amen, we removed the rocks, and God turns that pit into a place of provision, then the devil wants to take it and defile it. A lot of the places of provision that, that the devil or that, that God has, the sacred places and the, the holy places that God, you know, Mizpah was close to, to amen. Uh, you, know, you know what? You know what happened? You see, all right, if you study First uh, Samuel chapter 5, uh, there was a battle that took place at Aphek, and that's where the Gideon, the, uh, the Gideons, not the Gideons, uh, amen, the Philistines, stole the, the Ark of the Covenant. It was a place of defeat, Mizpah. But Aphek, two chapters over after the, the Ark returned, the Philistines came against God's people at Mizpah, and it became a place of victory, and it was at Mizpah where the Ebenezer stone was the, the rock of Ebenezer was established, amen, which it is the fact it reminded God's people that He would supply and take care of them. Amen? Right? That's what Mizpah was. But yet the devil, amen, Ishmael, which is a type of the devil, he took that which had, got, which had been dedicated as a sacred place and a holy place, and he defiled it. And that's what the devil's doing in our day. He's defiling the sacred place. Amen. Y'all still with me tonight? Amen. Whew. Lord have mercy. I feel like I've been working out. I feel like I've been exercising on a treadmill or something. Lord have mercy. Anybody got some oxygen I could suck on for a little while? Amen. Now there's a deprivation. Here's what else Ishmael did. Not only did he did 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 
Amen. Did he hurt God's people and, and many people were slain. He defiled the holy places, but then he, def he deprived God's people. Verse number 10, Then Ishmael carried away captive all the residue of the people that were in Mizpah, even the king's daughters, and all the people that remained in Mizpah. From Nebuzaradan, the captain of the garden, committed to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikim, and Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, carried them away captive and departed to go over to the Ammonites. Ishmael, a type of the devil, was guilty of taking what God had entrusted unto Gedaliah and was trying to carry it off to the Ammonites. Amen. Hey, the devil's a thief and he's in the business of taking those things that God has entrusted to His people and carry them off to the enemy. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? Well, most of us say, well, I just don't want to get involved. Passivity. Uh, amen. I'm going to be silent. I'm not going to speak out. Uh, amen. We just, there ain't nothing I can do. I don't want to be guilty of meddling. In, in, in. But you know what? Uh, there was a man named Jeh Johanan. Hey, not only did he have a, a ministry of intercession, he had a ministry of intervention. Amen. And the Bible says, verse number 11, that he recognized. But when Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces that were with him heard of all the evil that Ishmael the son of Nethaniah had done. You know, that's the first thing we got to do. We got to hear about it. We got to recognize. We got to wake up. Amen. We got to wake up out of our sleep and face the facts that the devil has infiltrated. Amen. He has defiled. And, and amen. He is stealing the things that God, the sacred and the sanctimonious things that God has entrusted us, we've got to realize. We've got to, amen, acknowledge uh, where we're at and call it like it is. But not only did he acknowledge it, but he made a decision. Verse number 12, Then they took all the men and went to fight with Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah. Amen. He said, Listen, it's just like old David on the battlefield. Why don't somebody stop that man's mouth? Amen. It's time for us to stand against, uh, amen, the, having done all to stand. Amen. He said, I'm not going to be passive. I'm going I'm to do something about it. Hallelujah. He made a decision to go to war. That's right. He, he, he made a decision that being a spectator wasn't enough, but... It, Somebody needed to be a participator. I'm not going to stand on the sidelines. I'm going to get in the battlefield. Then there was a possession, verse number 12, and found him by the great waters that are in Gibeah. Now again, you, you study it out. I encourage you to do so. I don't know everything. Now the question is whether Geba, which we've already talked about, back in 1 Kings, or in 2 Chronicles, of course you can study it out, Mizpah and Geba, that is... Amen. Asa took Ramah, the fortification that, uh, that had been made, and he turned it into the pit of Geba and the fort of Mizpah. Places of provision. So is Geba the same as Gibeah? That's some homework for you to do. Uh, amen. Uh, but listen, you know what was happening? I mean, this is uh, the great waters, that pit that God had filled... And he was casting the dead carcasses. He was defiling the waters. Now there's a recuperation, verse number 13 to 14. I could preach on this all night, hallelujah. Now it came to pass that when all the people 
which were with Ishmael, saw Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces that were with him. Then they were glad, so all the people that Ishmael had carried away captive from Mizpah cast about and returned, and they went unto Johanan, the son of Korea. Amen. They chose sides. They saw one man who was willing to take a stand, so they were willing to rally around uh, the man that was willing to go to battle. Uh, amen. I, I believe with all my heart, listen to me tonight, church, I'm almost finished. I believe all my heart, if we'll just stand, God will surround us with who we need to help us. If we'll just take the right stand and choose to be obedient unto God, amen, the Lord will surround us with who we need to get the work done. Just like He did with David. Amen. David was exiled. He was on the run from Saul. But, amen, while he was in the cave of Adullam, amen, there were, there were people who came to stand with him. Sometimes God waits to see whether or not we're going to be faithful and obedient before He entrusts us with the resources that we need. Could it be that all of this has been a test Amen. For God to say, can I trust you to be faithful and, be, and stay obedient so I can supply your need to continue the work that I have for you to do? Amen. So what, then what happened? There's a vacation. How many of you need a vacation? Hallelujah. But Ishmael, my family raised their hands. This, they, the, what they're saying is they need a vacation from me. Then Ishmael, the son of... Say amen right there. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> The son of Nephaniah escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites because one man was willing to stand and intervene. They put the devil on the run. Hallelujah. Amen. We can turn the tide if we'll just be obedient and faithful. Location, verse number 16 and 17. Then took Johanan the son of Korah and all the captains that were with him, all the remnant, uh, amen, whom he had recovered from Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah from Mizpah, after that they had slain Gedaliah, the son of Ahikim, even mighty men of war and women and the children and the eunuchs, whom he had brought again from Gibeon, and they departed, listen, and dwelt in the habitation of Chimham, which is by Bethlehem. Listen to me tonight. Chimham, this word means a place where one longs after another. Did you hear me? A place where one longs after another. So these people that Gedaliah was responsible for, and he let them down for not exercising wisdom. Amen. And then uh, uh, Ishmael came, the enemy, and tried to carry them away uh, unto Ammon. But yet Johan, Johan and intervened and rescued them. And they came to his, his they, they chose his side, and he brought them back to this place, Chitham or Chimham or whatever it is. And, and that word simply means, uh, amen. Listen, it simply means one, a place where one longs after another. Do you know people today are longing? They're hungry, they're thirsty. Amen. The devil's defiled our place of provision. Uh, amen. We, we put up our idols, our high place, and, and we're, God's people are being starved out by the enemy. And that place of provision, that uh, Geba and Gibeon and Mizpah, uh, amen, the place where the, where the water of God is there to satisfy the longing in the souls of God's people has been defiled by the enemy. 
And there's people who are longing after another. What are they longing after? Well, where, they, where were they close to? They were close to Bethlehem. What does Bethlehem mean? The, the house of bread. They were needing some water and some bread. Amen? Isn't that what we need today? Isn't that what God's people need to be longing after? Well, amen. They've got to have a place. They've got to have somebody to be willing to stick it out and, and stay by the stuff and stand in the gap, trusting that God will provide for their need. Well, what, did, what, was, what was their intent? Verse 17, to go enter into Egypt. Well, that wasn't the right move, was it? And we're going to see how that they came to Jericho. They'd already made their mind up, we're going to Egypt. And that's sad, Johanan. Started out right, man, he was willing to take a stand. He was willing to intervene on behalf of God's people. But at the end of the day, he chose to take God's people out of the place of bread, the place where God had supplied their every need at Mizpah, amen. And he had, hey, did, I don't know, but could it be that that Ebenezer stone was still there for him to, to look at, reminding him, hey, listen, don't try to manipulate things. Don't try to, amen, figure it out on your own or by yourself. Just trust God and He'll take care of you. He'll give you another Mizpah. Amen. He'll give you another uh, Giba. Amen. Uh, and listen, there's people who need to be fed and need, need the fresh bread and water that comes. Listen, we may not be... Huh, hallelujah. Uh, boy, I tell you, I wish I could preach it. There's so much here to preach. In Jeremiah 41, that'd be the last place. But I mean God's Word's full of what we need. Listen, again... You know what we need? We need purity. We don't need a packed house. We need purity. You know what these empty, ha! You know what these empty pews represent tonight? Opportunity. So you know what we don't need to do? We don't need to settle for less than the best. We don't need to act desperate. And say, so, oh, we'll just take anything and everything that comes in. Amen? We don't need to allow what we have we don't need the, to let the enemy infiltrate and end up poisoning the place of provision. You know, we may not have a packed house, but, but do we have a pure house? Do we have pure bread? Or is it, is it, is it do we have unleavened bread? Or is it, are we going to let it, amen, be defiled by the leaven? Amen. Are we going to allow the, the, the enemy to throw the dead carcasses of those that he's slain and defile the waters of Geba and Gibeon? Amen. Hmm. Are we going to are we going to are we going to overreact and tuck tail and run, and, and run to Egypt? Huh? You say, preacher, what's the determining factor? Who are we afraid of? God or or son, or, or man? Amen. Are we going to allow ourselves to be influenced by popular culture? Or are we going to stand with God? Disposition, verse 18, and I'm through tonight because of the Chaldeans. <laughs> That's why they was going to Egypt, because of the Chal they were afraid of Babylon. They were afraid of Nebuchadnezzar. For they were afraid of them because Ishmael, the son of Nephaliah, had slain Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, 
whom the king of Babylon made governor in the land. Now next week we're going to see how they, amen, they wanted to throw out. What, what, do you, what is it you do? Not throw out a line, but throw out a, a bone. Uh, amen, just uh, to try to act like they really wanted to do the right thing. They asked Jeremiah, what do you want us to do? Well, get a lie, I'd already told them what to do. Jeremiah had already told them what to do. Submit to Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. Trust God to provide your needs even though it's not easy and even though the journey is difficult. God will take care of you. But they'd already made their mind up. They was going to Egypt. They was running because they were influenced more by their fear than they were by their faith. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, Lord, I didn't intend to preach this long. But oh God, your word is full. Oh, Lord, I, I feel like I've done this chapter injustice. Lord, I've not tried to read too far into things. Lord, it's just there. And Lord, I just pray that we would understand, Lord, these spiritual truths that the Lord is trying to get across to us during hard times, during tough times. And Lord, that we would not, we would not be over-influenced by our circumstances. But we would view where we're at and, 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 and as a church and, and our current estate. Lord, we may be low right now. But Lord, that doesn't mean that you can't turn the tide. And Lord, you can change things very quickly. But Lord, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen by way of our obedience. God, help us to stay true and faithful to you and trust you. To glorify your name and vindicate your people as we stay faithful and make sure that we keep the bread from being leavened and the water from being defiled. Lord, I love you and I thank you and I praise you. I ask it in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. If you can give me just those that want to stay, if you give me just a few minutes, shake hands with those that leave as we uh, talk a little bit about our, uh, our outreach ministry.